This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to WFAN's Baseball Insiders Yankees podcast for Monday, July 5th. What a week. What a weekend for the Yankees. A couple of disastrous games. Two of the worst losses you're ever going to see when you think about the Angels game in uh, which they scored seven in the first and gave up seven in the ninth. Uh, and then the game in the first game of the doubleheader against the Mets where they gave up six in the uh, final inning, which was seven because of the doubleheader. In both cases, it was a role as Chapman. Uh, wow, what a disaster he's been lately. Garrett Cole started this game. If you think about where the Yankees were over the course of the first two months of the season, what was keeping them afloat, it was their pitching. And in large part, due to Garrett Cole and Aroldis Chapman being so great, it was easy to say, listen, these guys are all-stars. They are leading the Yankees, and you know the rest of the guys have to pick it up because these guys are playing at such high levels, pitching at such high levels. Well, in the last few weeks since... Uh, a lot's changed, and a lot of it can be traced back, certainly, to the crackdown on the sticky stuff for Garrett Cole, because we know he's you know basically admitted to using it, and now he's trying to figure out how to pitch without it, and you can see some of the differences. You can see at times that he's still dominant. You see a fastball, it's still 99 to 100. Uh, spin might be down a little bit, and you see how that might affect him, but uh, you know, with maybe fewer strikeouts in certain spots, but there are also times when he's able to get guys out, and uh, he did over the first three starts he made after the Josh Donaldson comments, uh, including one against Toronto, which is a pretty good offensive team. And then the last two starts, have he's just laid an egg against Boston and the Mets, and in really big spots, too, because if you consider you know, the game last Sunday against the Red Sox, a week ago Sunday, it was the, you know, the game that could have avoided a sweep and, uh, and kept the Yankees from, uh, from losing that series uh, straight, straight out. And, um, and then the game against the Mets, you see how they're reeling. Um, I, I certainly couldn't have seen how the game was going to end, but it could have started a whole lot better. And trying to get Garrett Cole through more than four innings is, uh, is a chore right now. Uh, the last two starts, it just hasn't been uh, very good for him. And over the bulk of the season, sure, they deserve to be all-stars right now. It just felt like really bad timing to make that announcement because they're both reeling and their team's fortune is uh, is spiraling down with them. Uh, where do you where do you go exactly? Well, Garrett Cole is going to keep getting the ball. He's going to get one more start here before the uh, All-Star break, and uh, it's actually going to be against the Astros in Houston. Um, a really good hitting team. You know the history there, and that's going to be pretty interesting to see how Cole responds uh, and you know, if this could this could really set a tone for the second half here. If he's able to rebound a little bit here and, and you know pitch well against a good offensive team, it could give you some hope that he's 
you know, he's going to be able to figure it out, but you got to see that first. And I think the, uh, you know, that tacit admission that he made and the, the weird admission that he made to, to using this stuff, it just tells you there's a different level of pitcher with it and without it. And you're going to have to see the guy without it and see if he can figure it out. Aroldis Chapman is a little bit trickier because you don't really know what's wrong. His slide coincides with the crackdown too, so there's at least suspicion there because of the timing of it, but there isn't as much of a uh, of a known there as there is with Garrett Cole. So it's a, you know, it's a little harder to figure out. Uh, pitch selection seemed to be the issue yesterday. Aaron Boone took exception to the slider they threw Pete Alonzo. And, uh, and that was a big problem. Um, velocity was down a little bit. Um, and at times you've seen that over the course of his career where you attribute that to different mechanical things. Remember he had this fingernail issue. I mean, these are all just weird things that you don't really know how to put it together, all you know is that for the last nine outings, he's been terrible. He has thrown five and two-thirds innings in his last nine games, and he's given up 15 runs, uh, including four home runs. And this is your closer. Problem is, you know, he comes into a game, the game's on the line. So what do you do? Usually when a closer's in a slump this bad, you move him out of the closer's role. Um, The Yankees have a couple of options, but there's problems here, and mostly because of what happened on Sunday, um, the Yankees have two guys, I think, who could slide into that role, and you've seen their effectiveness enough to believe that they could handle it. One is Chad Green, the other, other is Jonathan Loisega. The problem is both of them threw, you know, Loisega threw 41 pitches in game one of the doubleheader, and uh, Chad Green ended up throwing 35 in game two, including a couple in game one. And, and that, I'm, you know, I'm still not sold on the decision making of, of the game one uh, bullpen usage. But if you move us forward to thinking about when you can use these guys again, well, Monday's an off day, but if you throw that many pitches for these guys, they're probably down two days. Maybe even three in some cases, depending on how they bounce back or where you are, where the where all the prior usage was. So you're talking about Tuesday for sure. I would think both Green and Lewisig are unavailable, and Wednesday maybe both of them are. Um, so that leaves you in a situation where if you have to close out a game, what are your what are your real choices? You know, Justin Wilson, Luis Sessa, Lucas Litke. Wandy Peralta. I mean, you're basically coming back to Aroldis Chapman because you don't have the other issues, uh, the other the other guys to use. And this is the issue. You're at an exact perfect point in time where you could give Aroldis Chapman a break from the closer's role. Uh, you've got a six game road trip. You've um, you know you've got the All Star break after that, and if you can figure out how to get him a couple of outings out of the pen during the course of this week, or maybe he straightens himself out a little bit. You know you're going to go back to, you know the way it normally is because listen you're paying him a lot of money to close games and your you know your job basically is to figure out how to get him right and then get him back in the role not just abandon it altogether and remember how good he was the first two months if there's a reason for that that is you know beyond like I'm talking about with all the crackdown the rules then then you might have a little bit of a problem but you know your goal is to get him back to where he was so. Uh, what do you do? I, I think if you're in a closing situation on Tuesday night, you might have to go back to a role as Chapman is the problem. The larger problem here comes 
Okay, after the All-Star break, I've mentioned this several times, the series with the Red Sox, we've got two four-game series in the first 11 days after the All-Star break uh, with the Red Sox. And you're going to find yourself hopefully in positions to win some of those uh, games, uh, most of those games, and you're going to need a role as Chapman. You're going to you need your closer. Um, the problem is now he's eroded all your confidence. And this even goes back to the last couple of postseasons, you know, um, you've had, you've, you've known that he hasn't nailed it down yet. Okay. And, um, the Jose Altuve home run, the Mike Brasso home run, uh, these are home runs in big spots in, uh, tight games and playoff games. And even before this major slump, you've seen him in big spots, give up home runs. So now he's pitching like this and it's, um, it's on. It, it's following what was just really an unhittable stretch for two months, and this is now so bad, it starts to make you remember about everything else. You say, okay, is this guy really going to be a closer for a World Series team? Can he close out playoff series for the Yankees? I'm I'm getting way ahead. I know, understand because the Yankees are a team, game over 500, but I'm playing this out to see you know really what the Yankees can do with a role as Chapman because now all of a sudden it this isn't just isolated incidents, there are a lot of big spots where he's given up home runs. And if you ever write this ship again and get yourself in a position where you can challenge for a playoff spot and earn a playoff spot and get into the playoffs, this is the guy who has to pitch big. And, you know, in the regular season, a lot of times you can let these things kind of wash away when you're a first place team because you know that it corrects itself and maybe costs you a couple of games. If you have a five or six game lead, it's, uh, you know, you, you rebound from that because you're a good team. You can't rebound from these things when you're a bad team and you need every, every blown save is a, is a, you know, a bad blow to a team trying to dig themselves out out of this massive hole that they've dug for the first three months of the season. Uh, you can't afford any more of these. He has four blown saves right now. He didn't blow one for, you know, what, almost two months. Um, but you really can't afford any more of these because of the position that you're in. And, you know, part of it's Garrett Cole putting up good starts. Part of it is Aroldis Chapman closing him out. And there's a lot of other people. Everybody else really has to, you know, uh, pull their weight here too. But if you have any prayer of doing this, you know, this can't last long. And I don't know that you even have, even if he digs himself out of, out of this now, I don't know how much faith you have in a role as Chapman moving forward because of what is now, you know, a uh, pattern over the course of a couple of years, you've seen some really big games that they've blown. Um, beyond that, over the weekend, um, the Yankees' defense had rebounded a little bit. They looked a little better, uh, but they had a pretty poor weekend, I thought, defensively. Um, and it wasn't even all about errors. It was just simply about getting to balls and making plays. And uh, they just looked like a slow defensive team against the Mets over the weekend. And it, it's, it's, it's put it, if you look at Sports Info Solutions, they rank the teams defensively based on defensive runs saved. And they break down every position and they do a really good job of it. The Yankees were kind of around the 20, 22, 23rd ranked teams for uh, 
for a good portion of the year. So they're basically, you know, at the top half of the bottom third of the league, right? Well, recently, especially just in this past week, they've dropped all the way down to 28. Only the Phillies and the Tigers are ranked worse defensively than the Yankees right now. And now you're halfway through the season. This is no longer talking about small samples. You are more than halfway through the season at this point. Uh, the Yankees are a bad defensive team. And it doesn't, you know... Uh, you have to figure out how to shuffle those pieces in order to make it better, and I don't know how. They've got basically two good defenders if you look at the rankings. One is Aaron Judge, the other is Gio Urshela. And, you know, not coincidentally, those are probably the two only, you know, really good players in this team right now, consistently good players. DJ LeMay, who's come back up a little bit, um, and Gary Sanchez uh, has uh, has rebounded. Um, but you've got a lot of players right now who aren't pulling their weight. And, uh, and they're playing bad defense, too. Some of it's with the outfield because uh, you've got guys out of position and, you know, you're running Brett Gardner out there a little too often because, you know, you don't have another center fielder. A lot of issues. Infield defense, the range on the infield is terrible. And, you know, Gleyber Torres has, seems to be back in one of his bad spurts. And, um, you know, this leads to larger questions. Um, yeah, back in April or May when you talked about it, you said, okay, well, the Yankees can trade for one of these shortstops because, you know, they're, you know, this has to be fixed. But you know, what's it going to cost to get one of them now? And is that some, is that a move that you could make or should make at this point, uh, based on where you are in the standings? To, you know, I still think a center fielder is the priority. Um, and a center fielder and a pitcher can help. And I do think the Yankees are going to buy rather than sell because I think at some point here this corrects. But I mean, if, if July is worse than June, uh, yeah, maybe it doesn't happen, but I, I, I you know, I, I never foresee them just losing every game the way it looks like they do right now uh, when they're when they're playing badly. But the shortstop question becomes interesting because now, like you know, you um, you're thinking about these guys in the free agent class in the off season, and I've kind of stated it as Glaber Torres is no longer Yankees' worst problem, so. They, they might have to just live with him at shortstop for this season, um, assuming they're going to try to make a run here. Beyond that, you know, the, um, the other interesting thing is how well they have a couple of minor league shortstops performing. Um, they're still pretty far away. Anthony Volpe is in low A ball and um, Oswald Peraza is in double A. And they're both just 20. Uh, uh, Volpe turned 20 and uh, Peraza turned 21. So they're still pretty young and you'd say maybe a couple of years away from getting up here. But is that something that would keep you from signing one of the premier free agent shortstops for a couple of hundred, three hundred million dollars in the offseason? That's, you know, is that money better spent somewhere else? Um, I think that's probably a discussion for another time, but it's something that is kind of creeped into my mind here the last few weeks as you start to figure out, okay, where, you know, what are the best moves to make and what are the impact What's the impact of them down the road? Uh, another move, I've, I've heard people debate Aaron Judge. Do you trade Aaron Judge if you're not going to re-sign him? Is, he, is there enough to, to get you something there? I'm, I'm almost not certain that that's an in-season move. I feel like that's a longer discussion because if you're a team that wants to acquire Aaron Judge, I think you'd rather see him get through the, a full season healthy. Um, I don't think your return is going to be great right now because of his injury history. If he can get through one this full season healthy and putting up monster numbers, it doesn't change his injury history, but at least he's passed, you know, he's given you a full healthy season, and that's probably a better bargaining position. I still don't think it would be a move the Yankees would make, and I'm not sure I would either, but 
if this season spirals totally out of control and you have Aaron Judge with one more year of control and he's coming off a really good year, I, I would think you'd have to entertain ideas and see what happens. Um, but again, you know, I don't think the Yankees are punting on this season as they've moved past the July 4th weekend and are still a week away from the All-Star break. I think their intentions are to try and put together a good week here and regroup and know that that Red Sox series, that stretch coming up after the break, is a very big place to be because you've got eight games in 11 days. Uh, Regardless, you're in a position where you have to think of winning six or seven of those eight games. And if you can, then... um, you know, you've shown a little something. If you can't, well, then the season's probably looking at, you're still looking at a double-digit deficit as you approach the trade deadline. It might force them to make some more things. That might not be a bad thing either, but um, I don't think it's about fast-forwarding there. You know, it's the old one day at a time to figure out how how quickly you can, you can do this thing. A good start from Garrett Cole at the end of this week. A little rebound from the bullpen and some more life out of the offense would really help. But now you're through half a season and you're, you're tempted to say this team is who they are and you're going to start entertaining ideas as you get closer to the deadline. I get all that. Uh, and it's all fair. It's all in play. I just don't think you can definitively say yet because a lot of other teams are in the same boat where they think about the idea of are we contenders or not. And as easy it is to say right now they're not because they're playing terribly, um, I don't think they want to make that decision yet. And, and, and they probably shouldn't because really you're not going to make any trades until you get closer to that deadline anyway. Get past those two Red Sox series. And at that point you can decide and you might decide that I, I just still don't know if there's a lot to sell. But you might decide you might not decide to be a buyer and uh, mortgage any part of your future. But we'll see as the uh, coming weeks go. Yankees are in Seattle, and then Houston, then the All-Star break. want to remind you that uh, you can subscribe to WFAN's Baseball Insiders and uh, at Odyssey and Apple Podcasts. You'll get Ed Coleman's Mets reports, my Yankees reports, and uh, we hope you enjoy listening. Thank you for listening. I'm Sweeney Murdy. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – 
Price and coverage match limited by state law.